Welcome everybody to Books with Cooks, a podcast for bookies and foodies. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Alex. And we're two cousins who are also best friends who love to read. Yeah. And I love to cook. And I cook to survive. We'll be reviewing, analyzing, sometimes overanalyzing, and discussing the books we're currently reading, as well as new and old recipes from our kitchen to yours. By the way, we're real people with real families. So you may hear cats, dogs, birds, babies, and husbands. So enjoy that bonus material. Now let's get booking. And have a tasty chat. the end of this episode for some bloopers and bonus content. Hey, 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 listeners. If you're enjoying our podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred streaming service to help us reach more listeners and spread the word about our podcast. Welcome back to the snack. Hey, Jess. Oh. Hey. Hey, Alex. And hey, season two first party. Yeah. Let's party. Hey, who's driving that party? kind of sounds like you're saying potty like a toilet oh god (laughs) hey i gotta use that potty (laughs) hey who's using that potty all right (laughs) oh it's funnier now because like hey who's driving that potty like as if someone's actually driving the the porta potty yeah random (laughs) hey man you just sit and go and drive at the same time but there's no windows so that really wouldn't work no, I don't think we want to put windows in porta potties. No, because then there's no privacy. Yeah, there's usually right. always the- no soap in there. Why do? Why is there never soap in there? I don't know. Honestly, I try to avoid using porta potties as much as I can. So. I know, but like sometimes when you go to like farms and stuff, they're unavoidable. I know. I usually won't use them unless I'm gonna pee myself. So mm. I'll just wait until I get home. Well, it's a longer drive for me and Fine. it's inevitable. I must use them sometimes and they're dirty and I hate them. Okay. Porta potties. Hey, hey, John, because apparently that's their other name. Yeah, yeah. We don't like you. Okay. All right. Why are we talking about porta potties? I don't know. <laughs> what are, what are the you? one that said it sounded like potty. <laughs> what are you snacking on? <laughs> Ew, right after that conversation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so nasty. I know. Uh, well, I'm not snacking on anything. I do have some water. I have some uh, some tea, lemon loaf from nice. Tazo. And, you know, I don't have any any snacks because I just ate dinner. So uh, we had some some hot dogs, but veggie style because I am vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I had a veggie dog and I had some homemade cornbread and some French fries. Nice. What about you? Well, I have a collection of drinks here. So I have a regular water. I have a seltzer. I have a water with the liquid IV in it, the lemon lime, sugar free. Okay. And then I have and then I have my coffee, which is an iced coffee with my caramel macchiato creamer. And I have some white cheddar, uh, what do you call them? What are these called? I don't have the packaging with me. Rice cakes. Rice cakes. Oh. That's I- Oh, so wait, I'm I'm excited to hear this. So you have tried the liquid IV sugar-free ones then? Yeah. I didn't know that you've tried them. That's awesome. Yeah. You like them? Yeah, I like them. They have that artificial taste, though, that all the sugar-free things have. I'm going to look and see how much sugar is in the regular ones. I might just switch to those. But, I mean, they're good. And they definitely do help quench your thirst. And the lemon-lime kind of tastes like a yellow Gatorade. 
So okay. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like I like the passion fruit one the best and the okay. watermelon. So if you know. are gonna switch, try those. I don't know if I would like I'm not really like a juice person. I feel like those would taste kind of like a juice. No. No, they just taste good. All right. Maybe I'll give them a try. The watermelon, give a, maybe. Give them a whirl. A whirl. A whirl. Whip. <laughs> a whirl. Ooh, let me have some of that cool whip. What'd you say? You can't have a pie without cool whip. Cool whip? Cool whip, yeah. You mean cool whip. Yeah, cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. You're saying it weird. Why are you putting so much emphasis on the H? What are you talking about? I'm just saying it. Cool whip. You put cool whip on pie. Pie tastes better with cool whip. Say whip. Whip. Now say cool whip. Cool whip. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But you know you know what you signed up for if you if you if you were here for a season. Yeah. Anyway, what's uh what's new? Any, what's going any on? Any who? Any who? Any who? Nothing really. I mean, the only thing new is for anybody who uh, wasn't here for the last episode, uh, we are just going to let you know and to remind those of you who were here that we're rebranding and that starts next week. So uh, you're you're looking at the end of Books with Cooks era, Teardrop, mm-hmm. for my homies, spill it out. Uh, and then we're switching to Alex. She's all booked. That's right. Yeah. Starting, like Jess said, on Tuesday, the 16th of January, we will be She's All Booked instead of Books with Cooks. So play some taps for Books with Cooks. But like Jess (laughs) said, we're coming from our Books with Cooks era and entering our She's All Booked era. That's correct. But we are the same peeps that you know. We will be talking about all books. Uh, Occasionally, maybe some cooking, but we're not going to be really diving into it as much as we were before. So, right. uh, But yeah, you can count on us for the books, book chats, and the fun stuff on Thursdays. Same as always. Maybe some new segments. Like today, we're going to have something new coming Mm -hmm. uh, that we're excited about. And we had a lot of fun recording. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's coming. Yep. And if you follow us on social media, our names will also be changing to go along with the the rebrand. And if you do want to reach out to us through email, you can get us at she's all booked podcast at gmail.com. So and we'll we'll give you reminders about that from time to time as well. And everything will always be in our show notes in addition to that. So you're in our show notes, Alex. I am. I am in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. Yeah. What was your day like? Well, I worked earlier today. I actually had a very sluggish start. I, I overslept and I shouldn't have. And I don't know, I just was really tired and had trouble motivating myself to do things today. But I worked and then I did some stuff around the house and... Now I'm recording. Yeah, I was very sluggish too. It's definitely because of the rain. It is really rainy. You know, shout yeah. out to Missy Elliott from the 90s. I can't stand the rain. <laughs> it's my window. I can't stand the rain. Against my window. All right. Uh, <laughs> I do like that song. Yeah. But Missy yeah, the Elliott. rain. Yes. The rain has been very, ugh, the last mm. couple hours just calming and calming and calming and never ending. Yeah, it's supposed uh, to get worse too. Fun. So. so I hope nobody's out in this rain. I hope all the little animals, animals <laughs> that are out there, little homeless animals. I hope that they're finding shelter, and uh, and obviously the homeless people, of course. Yes. Um, but you know, I, my love, my love goes to all the little animals. Get out of that rain. <laughs> oh, I'm and, sure they'll uh, find cover. <laughs> I know. Usually I'm annoying. I'm like, I'll, I'll tell Doug if it's cold or something. I'll be like, open up the shed. And he's like, what's that going to do though? It's cold in there. I'm like, just open the shed, let them in there. And I'll put like a little blanket in there or something. Aw, that's nice. Yeah. It's got to be better than being out there. I don't know. Yeah. At least they're protected from the elements, you know, even if it's not heated. 
It's raining protect- or snowing. You want to get protected from the elements? Yeah. I still I have to, I still have yet to see the Disney movie Elemental. Have you seen it? Did you no. watch it? No. Gab told me that it was good, by the way, at the last oh, really? function. Yeah. I never Fresh. even heard of it. What is it about? It's about the elements, dude. There's like oh, a little fire. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, what the hell? You're like usually on top of your Disney game. I'm a little like that's shocked. True. I know. That's true. I mean, no, I'm shocked because yesterday too, I was like, did you see Wish? She's like, what? <laughs> Wish from Disney. It's, like a new, <laughs> it's a new Disney movie. Like she had no idea what I was talking about. And, and you must have looked it up because you mentioned Chris Pine in the last episode. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't oh, look it up. Is he in that? so wild. He is. Oh, I love Chris Pine. Yeah, that's but cool. how how crazy is that? Yeah, that's like, subliminally new or something then. That's well, so I, weird. I Googled actors with brown hair and he came up on the list. And so that's the reason why he came up. But that's good to know that he's in Wish. Yes, does, he's, he, comes full he's a villain. Oh, his, his name is I think it's like Magnifico or something like that or Magnificent. Okay. But basically, it's about a, a little girl who wishes on a star, and it's to pay homage to Disney's 100-year mark, hmm. the anniversary. You know, do wish you upon wish a upon a star, right? Gotcha. So it's supposed to, like, pay homage to that. She wishes on a star. Things go down. He is, I think, the king for Spine, and he, when you're 18, you tell him your wish, and then he keeps it safe. But really... Sure he does. Think, I don't think he's really doing that. Hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, I think like, you know, nobody else in the village is magical, but this little girl is. And I'm here for that. So, yeah, I really want to see it. I'm excited. I heard good things. Uh, people were hating on it because since it's the hundred year mark, what they did was they did today's graphics and they mixed it with old school graphics throughout this, like throughout the century. Mm-hmm. So there'll be mm-hmm. like things on the wall that are penciled in, like from the old school days. So they mix and matched, it's cute. which either means it's cute that they did that or they just got really lazy. <laughs> So I don't know until I've seen it. Well, if, <laughs> it's in- say. if it's intentional, then really cute idea. If it was not intentional, stop being lazy. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Come on, Disney. That is, that's a cute idea, though. I, I like that concept. Yeah, samesies. Because I, I was watching 101 Dalmatians, the original, with my son oh. the other night. And I noticed on the wall, all of the picture frames and everything, everything's in pencil. Yeah. nothing's colored in like that's yeah. how they used to do it old school back in the day so it'll be interesting to see that come to play in, in like a modern version yeah about any books or anything that you're reading that you want to chat about actually yeah i want to talk to mm. you about this series that i'm reading because i love it and i'm okay. obsessed with it and the first one is called I, I don't know what the whole series is called it's like kindred something but the first one is called kindred. Spark- octavia butler no 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 oh. no No, that's like the series. It's like the Kindred something saga. I can't Mm. remember the full name, but the first book is called Spark of the Everflame. And then the second one is Glow of the Everflame. The third one is Heat of the Everflame. They are so good. I am like obsessed with these books. I can't wait to get back into them. And first of all, the covers are absolutely gorgeous. They're really... I haven't really heard a lot about them. The author is Penn Cole and she self-published them. She released the first three all last year, two two months apart, each one. And now the fourth one, and I believe the final one, comes out in March. I think I want to say okay. right before my birthday, like March 5th or March 1st, something like that. And not super original. It's nothing I haven't really read before in like a fantasy, romantic type of series, but really well done. And the characters are so good. I'm like mm, obsessed with them. That. Yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. And if anybody hasn't read it, I, I strongly encourage encourage you to do so if you're into fantasy or romanticy or anything like that they're really 
well done. They get yeah. progressively longer though. I just, I started the third one yesterday. It's like over a thousand pages or something like that. And I was like, wow. oh God, why did I do this to myself? But <laughs> but I'm excited yeah, but- to read it. So I don't really care. Well, you know? we, we love a self-publishing queen. Mad respect for that. Yeah. I was like, who published this book? Because I was looking into that for various books because of the boycott that they're doing with the marketing boycott of St. Martin's Press. So I was looking up different books and I was like, I wonder what this one is. And it just says Penn Cole. And I looked into it more and she just self-published them all. And then I looked at the release dates and I was like, these were all released within two months of each other. But I, I obviously she didn't write these books in two months. They're very obviously. well, they're very well written. Uh, unless they're she's very AI. Well edited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? If so, kudos to the AI because they did a great job. The writing is really good. And just the characters and the world building is just all really well done. It's I was really honestly surprised for a self-published author. I, I don't want to make it sound like because she's self-published that she's not a good writer. But usually in the other like self-published works that I've read, there's maybe some editing issues because they were doing things on their own. Not their fault. Maybe, you know, it's just how things worked out. But these are really polished and just really well done. I, I'm obsessed with them. Okay. So, What's the author's name? Penn Cole. P-E-N-N-C-O-L-E. Okay. I'll yeah. look into it. Yeah. And that's all really. I, I read, I've been reading some other stuff. I did start Queen of Shadows. I'm only a few chapters in and already some of the stuff from Assassin's Blade was coming up. And I was like, okay, yeah. this makes sense now. I Everybody says you have to read it before Queen of Shadows. I think it doesn't matter where in the series you read it as long as it's before Queen of Shadows. And that's all. <laughs> okay. Did you yeah. finish House on the Cerulean? Yes. I finished House on the Cerulean yesterday. Oh, I thought I told you. I finished Mm-mm. it yesterday. Yeah. And it was okay. I, I did not cry. Oh. <gasps> um, I didn't love it. I, I mean, we'll, we'll talk more about this on Tuesday, obviously, when we get in depth with it. It was good. It was fine. Mm. I don't I don't think it was the book for me, I think, okay. is what the issue is. Okay. I, it was well written. There was a lot of things I liked about it. But overall, it was just it was just fine. Okay. I don't know. We'll, I'm sorry. We'll I get, know. No, we'll get into detail. more. No, that's fine. This is what this is all about. Yeah. But, but, but we'll get into details more of it next week. I did love it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, I'm not saying, it's not a bad book by any means. It's very well written. I really liked some of the kids, the characters and stuff like that. There was just some things that I, I just didn't like, or it's just, I thought it was boring. Oh, yeah. Don't get into detail now. I know I won't get in. I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. Save I also that. don't want to disappoint you, but yeah. no, you will not disappoint me. Sometimes we're not on the same page and that's fine. Yeah. But also that's punny and cute that we're not on the same page. Yes. Get it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> done with that okay <laughs> all right well since this book was about assassins however do you want to tell the peeps about the top 10 most famous assassins of all time because i'm going to be learning with you right now sure yeah i mean we have a list here of the top 10 assassins most famous rather assassins of all time so i guess let's just get into it let's start at number 10 uh, the assassin's name is sirhan sirhan i don't know if that's a real name or I that's doubt just it. the name he went by. There's uh, no way his-, his first name and last name were the same. He made that up. You never Maybe know, not. okay? Sometimes parents can be real mean. All right. Well, anyway, uh, yes. the target is Robert F. Kennedy. Mm. So Senator Kennedy was shot by Sirhan Sirhan. He was walking through a crowd in a hotel. He shot Kennedy three times. And obviously that was fatal. Uh, And he's number 10. He was knocking him out of the presidential race. His death largely influenced the election of Richard Nixon. And he had some issues. So I don't know if we have a conspiracy theory there. Mm. But maybe. 
be. Oh, interesting. Very. That is very interesting. I wonder who was hired to take him out or who mm. hired who, who hired the assassin to take him out. Allegedly. But of <laughs> course, you know, it says right here, and I agree, that ultimately affected the course of history. I mean, had that not happened, he may have become president. Yeah. Why are the Kennedys always a target? Why is everybody gunning literally for the Kennedys? All right. I don't know, but I don't like it. I know. Well, Kennedys. I know. It's weird. All right. Number nine, we have Ramon Mercader. Mercader. His target was Leon Trotsky. So basically, Ramon believed that he was recruited to become a Soviet spy. Mm -hmm. He just believed it in his soul. In his heart and soul. Yes. (laughs) And Leon Trotsky, he was a Russian revolutionist. He was exiled after he criticized Stalin for his promotion of uh, socialism. And Mercator, how do you how do you think you pronounce that? I'm going to say Mercator. Mercator. He's French. French. I don't know. Merkita? I don't know. I don't think it's that one. All right. Well, anyway, he he befriended Trotsky by pretending to sympathize with him. And then in August of 1940, he attacked him with an ice pick. Oh, brutal. And Trotsky ended up dying the next day. And this created a setback for the, the socialist movement and promoted the global do- uh, dominance of Stalinism. So another... Yeah. Another history possible, maker. Another possible conspiracy theorist there. Mm. Oh, that guy well, sounds a little crazy, though. Yeah, ice pick is intense. Yeah. That's personal. I don't know. Yeah, that's it's brutal. Ugh. Did you ever read that book in Cold Blood or see the movie? No, oh. I don't think so. No, never mind then. There's an ice pick. That's all I'll say. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's based on a true story oh. in Cold Blood. It's old. Yeah. It's by uh, Truman Capote, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I never read that, but he also wrote Breakfast Tiffany's. So yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> did read that. All right. Number eight is uh, the assassin's name is, we're going to ruin these, and I'm sorry, but Saghaman? Saghaman Tellerian. Wow. Sagaman. Tellurian, I think. Sagamon, I Sagamon sounds better. Sagamon Tellurian. Tellurian? Changes every time. Tellurian, it's fine. We believe in you. I guess. Well, anyway, his ta- his target is Talat Pasha. Talat, Talat? I think it's Talat. I think it's Talat. Talat Pasha, yeah. He was born in the Ottoman Empire. He moved to Russia to join the army in 1914. So this is old school. Mm. But while he was there, the police ordered the Armenians, including his family, to be deported and all killed among up to 1.5 million others in like an Armenian genocide. Oh, my God. Yeah. Soon after, he joins a secret program that targeted officials behind the genocide called Operation Nemesis. (laughs) It says he shot and killed Pasha in broad daylight and was acquitted by his jury. Wow. Considered a hero by many Americans. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) By many Armenians. Wow. Uh, I don't really know the full story there, so I'm not going to give my opinion until I actually maybe look that up. But that sounds also intense. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I just learned that for the first time. I'd never heard of that before. Me either. But also Operation Nemesis sounds like something that would be in. What's that movie where Steve Carell plays Groot? What's what's those movies with the minions? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I feel like. Uh they would have an operation yeah. nemesis M- minion minion but i don't know what the first one's called yeah i can't remember oh i can't think of it i just know when she's like it's so fluffy i'm yeah. gonna die yeah <laughs> look at that fluffy unicorn he's so fluffy i'm gonna die it's so fluffy 
All right. So number seven, actually, I've heard of this guy. I actually had a book that somebody gave me about this guy, but I will admit I never read it because I wasn't that interested and because I was mad at the person who gave it to me. So (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Shoot myself in the foot for no reason. So this person is Richard Leonard, the Iceman Kuklinski. Kuklinski. And his story was multiple, just multiple people. Mm -hmm. So he killed his first victim when he was 14 years old. And he continued that um, to the point where the mafia started to recognize him as, I guess, this really effective killer. So he became a hitman for New Jersey's De Cavalcante, De Cavalcante crime family. I don't know. And he was responsible for killing and disposing of all of the people that they wanted him to. Basically, he developed the nickname the Iceman because he would freeze his victims. And then in December 1986, he was finally caught. He was tried for five murders, several of which were his collaborators. So he killed people that he was working with. And they suspect that he's actually responsible for anywhere between 100 to 200 murders. And he did confess to that number in an interview. He did die in 2006 under mysterious circumstances at the St. Francis Medical Center, but he was 70 years old. So he lived a very long life. Mm, I don't know what kind of mysterious circumstances that could have possibly been. I don't know, but that sounds to me uh, like a serial assassin. Yeah. It's a lot of kills. Yeah. Also, wasn't the Iceman, didn't they do like a play on him uh, in in Dexter? Wasn't that guy the Iceman too? His brother. There was his brother, the ice truck killer. Right. His his brother, the ice truck killer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just throwing (laughs) that back. All right. So the next one on the list, number six, is Daniel James, Dan White. So Dan White uh, was responsible for his target, who was Harvey Milk. I do know about this one. I did see the movie Milk as well. Yeah. uh, Played by Sean Penn. Penn, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you don't know, it's a San Francisco supervisor, Dan White, was very upset by the tolerance of homosexuality at the time. This was in 1978. Uh, White resigned when he felt his salary was insufficient, but backtracked a few days later and requested to be reappointed. However, basically, he found out that Harvey Milk was like the first gay person to hold public office. He wasn't happy with that. He went back in and he shot him to death. Uh, He was sentenced for seven years in prison. Seven years, that's it, for manslaughter. Thanks to the Twinkie defense. I really don't know what that means. The Twinkie defense? I remember hearing about this. I don't know what it actually means, though. I don't think it really means Twinkies. I think it does. Like legit Twinkies? Hold on. I'll look it up. Yeah, because I don't know about that. What kind of defense is a Twinkie defense? But I had Twinkies. Oh, yeah, Twinkies. The man had Twinkies. The Twinkie defense is a derisive (laughs) label for an improbable legal defense. All right. Well, you can tell we're not lawyers. No. Hold on. What did this mean in this case, though? I don't know, but it does say after serving only five years, uh, he actually committed suicide in prison. This assassination took away one of the first gay right activists. Oh, so So very historical. He claimed diminished capacity, so uh, Uh, they should have never accepted that, basically. No, but also, why is it called the Twinkie defense? I guess because it's fake. (laughs) So many questions. (laughs) So many questions. I don't know, but this guy is the perfect showcase for the fragility of straight white men. I guess so. But that was in 1978. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, that is a very famous case. Very yeah. famous assassin. Yeah. And next is very famous. Too. Yeah, this one is also very famous, even though I never knew the name of the person who actually did the killing. So which is good. We don't want to make them infamous or anything because it's bad what they did. Anyway, our person is Mark David Chapman, and his target was John Lennon. He grew up a longtime fan of the Beatles and... More or less, he went and assassinated Lennon because he basically thought that he was turning on the Beatles. He thought mm. that he had turned his back on the Beatles. I think a lot of this came down to the fact that people were blaming John and Yoko Ono for the Beatles splitting up. And so he was a super fan and went and shot him and he ultimately died. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy around this. There's a lot of conspiracy theories going on around this. But one particularly, I do know, I learned about this guy, the assassin, in school back in the day. Because we we read that book, Catcher in the Rye, which I'm yeah. not a fan of. Oh, I love Catcher that book. In, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan, but I'm also not a fan of it being banned. And they're trying to ban it for no reason. No ban. But anyway, books. yeah, don't ban his historical books and stuff mm. like that. But supposedly the whole theory around that one was that he read the catcher in the rye and the catcher in the rye made him do it <laughs> come on so that's why i learned about it in my english class back in the day because of that and i was like dude that's really? the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard books don't make people kill people especially not the catcher in the rye which is about a depressed teenager shut up <laughs> i'll fight people <laughs> I don't know. There's also another, there's a lot of theories going on around uh, about this, and I'm not going to get into them because you know how I feel about the conspiracy theory community. Yeah. However, um, but one of them is that uh, they didn't like things that he was saying or projecting or supporting, and mm. they had somebody take him out. Gotcha. All right. Well, give us number four. Number four is Gavrilo Princip, which sounds like I'm shortening somebody. I know. <laughs> His target oh, is Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria. I feel like Franz Ferdinand sounds really familiar. Because there's uh, but, a band called Franz Ferdinand. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he was born in Bosnia. He was trained in terrorism by the secret Serbian society Black Hand. He sought to take down Austro-Hungarian rule in order to unite uh, the South Slav peoples. So he assassinated the heir to the Austro-Hungarian throne. Uh, which was Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Uh, he first threw a bomb that bounced off of a convertible carrying Franz Ferdinand and subsequently detonated a, a nearby car, allowing the procession to make its way to a town hall. Crazy. Uh, it was during a motorcade drive to the hospital to visit the bomb victims that Princip then had a chance to shoot Ferdinand and his wife, Sophie. And this was in 1914. And the assassina assassination, sorry, instigated the war between Austria, Hungary and Serbia and the First World War. Damn. Wow. So talk about cause and effect. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. At number three, we have another one people probably have heard of before. The assassin was James Earl Ray, and the target was Martin Luther King Jr. Mm -hmm. So James Earl Ray had a long criminal history, actually, and he had served several jail sentences prior to committing this crime throughout the 50s and 60s. And he had a lot of racist beliefs, and he was really against the integration policies that were taking place at the time. And so in 1968, it was April 4th, 1968, Martha, Mar excuse me, Martin Luther King Jr. was set to give a speech. Ray rented a hotel room in the same hotel and then ended up killing uh, Martin Luther King Jr. with a single bullet to the face. And he actually fled. He was able to make it to Canada and then to England before he was caught. And he was ended up being sentenced to 99 years in prison. So 
It's real. I mean, that's better than the seven years the other guy got. 99 yeah, years. Sounds obviously. Yeah. Logical. Yeah. Uh, this it also has been, a lot. Should yeah, have been put to death. Life, period. Or put to death. Exactly. Hmm. A face for a face, literally. Yeah. No disrespect. All right. <laughs> so seriously, though, um, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about this, too about how the government actually paid this man to do it because uh, they wanted to cause divide in the country. Hmm. Who knows? I mean, I, don't know. I wouldn't be shocked by nothing anymore. So I, <laughs> I know you wouldn't would surprise me. <laughs> All right. Well, the next one's also very big. You, you know him. Yeah. You definitely know this one by name for sure. John Wilkes Booth, his target was Abraham Lincoln. And we all know this story. He shot him in the theater, um, came up behind him, shot him. I think it was like in one of those, right? Like those uh, balcony yeah. Mm-hmm. Situations. Yeah, it was like a private um, viewing booth. But, uh, you know, apparently it was because it was the, during the Civil War. Uh, booth supported the Confederates and obviously Lincoln was against that. And he wanted to free the slaves in his last speech he'd ever made. Uh, he granted freedom to the slaves. And I guess Booth didn't like that. Or if somebody hired him, if we're going to keep going with the theories, whoever somebody else didn't like that. We'll never know the truth. But this is what the history books tell us. Yep. And then at number one. You know this name too. Yep. Lee Harvey Oswald. The target was John F. Kennedy. And there have been extremely high amounts of conspiracy theories about this one. Even I've heard those. And you know, I'm not deep into the conspiracy theory community, like some people on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But he, Lee Harvey Oswald is the man that was ultimately accused and arrested for assassinating JFK. He had been court-martialed in the military for violent behavior. And then he moved to the Soviet Union where he was planning to defect, but he ultimately ended up creating a life there. He then returned to Texas where Kennedy was scheduled to visit. And on November 22nd, 1963, everybody has seen this, I'm sure. Everybody knows the story, but he killed Kennedy as his car was going through the town. I think it was a parade. Yeah. Shot him three times. And two days later, he was brought to the county jail. And he was killed by a nightclub operator, Jack Ruby. Shot him in plain view. On live television. Yeah. He just went right up to him and shot him in the face. Now, the conspiracy theory there is that they hired this guy as a hitman and didn't want him to talk. So they Mm -hmm. shot him. Yeah. Which honestly makes sense. We'll never know. It does. It does make sense. I don't know. This is one of those theories that people ride or die with, too, by the way. Yeah. You know, and I seen a video. I don't know if it was altered or what. It looked pretty legit to me. But basically, it was like the original video from back in the day. And you see the guy because there was like three rows in that car, which is so crazy. Uh, But you see the guy, the driver, actually turn around and just shoot him real quick. I never never saw that in the video. Who knows? Mm. Again, these are theories, you know? Yeah. But that would have been pretty wild. And then, of course, you've all heard the grassy null guy, you know. Doug's face. Yeah, oh, it was the guy in the grassy knoll, you know. Oh. They always have that in comedy movies and stuff. But Doug's, I think Doug's favorite theory is that uh, there was all, they basically put a hit out like John Wick style and was like calling all assassins. Mm. You know, whoever gets the hit gets the hit or something. And the government was responsible. And there's like a whole movie on it sounds, or something. That sounds like a movie. Yeah. Pretty sure it's called JFK. <laughs> Probably. Also, uh, 112263 is a book by Stephen King, and I believe it's like an alternate reality type of thing about this specific assassination. I don't know Mm. all the details about it. I know my dad read it, and he said it was good. He said it was long, but it was good. So that might be something that's interesting to read. 
Yeah, I'd be interested to see what that has to say. I think I have that book, actually. Hmm. No, but I can borrow it from my dad. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you have it. That's the top 10 most famous assassins. I'm sure you've heard of at least two of those, especially the the number one and two spot. Yeah. And even Um, if you haven't heard of the actual assassin, I'm sure you've heard of their their crime. Yeah, Yeah, I would say for half of this list, you definitely know you've heard of these. But yeah, there you have it. Sorry that we took it to a somber level, but this book was about assassins. So <laughs> it was you know, somber. <laughs> it was somber. Let's get yeah. back to fun. I'm sorry about that. But you know, rest <laughs> in peace to all the guys that were targeted there. We don't love the assassins. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we have a bunch of questions here for you. Let's let's just hop right into them. Uh, okay. For fun, Alex, would you ever be an assassin? For fun? No. For non-fun? Also, no. I would not want to be an assassin. I have no interest in killing anyone. And honestly, even if I had the opportunity to become an assassin, I don't have the skills. So my husband recently got a gun. We went to the the shooting range. And as you would probably guess about me, I suck at it. So he's like, aim for the little target thing. And I was like, I can't see the target thing. And he was like, all right, we'll just aim for where you think the target thing is. I did get a couple good shots, but otherwise I'd be terrible. I would be really, I'd be really bad at it. Have you seen those videos on TikTok actually, where it's like me as an assassin and they are like pretending to drop poison in a drink and then they take a sip and then they die? No, Annie Oakley, I haven't. It's really, they're really funny. And I'm like, yeah, that would be me. I'd be like, oh, I'm thirsty and then drink it. (laughs) Your new name is Alex Oakley because I didn't know you went to the gun range. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. Tell me that. Yeah, it was kind of fun. It was interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel about doing that. I don't know if I could do it. It probably would knock me on my butt. <laughs> no, no. It depends on what you're shooting. I imagine this was a rifle. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I would not be an assassin. Obviously, I worry about little animals and I can't kill flies in my house. Yeah. So there's no way. Um, I mean, my husband probably would be a fly assassin. <laughs> uh, but other than that, we're not those type of people. No. Um, the only thing maybe if I was an assassin or if I had to be forced, I would bore them to death because that's what this book did to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my God. No, no, that's not for me. That was just being traumatic. Seriously though, I could imagine if we were like hired to kill somebody, we'd be like, oh, but they're not really bad. They're just morally gray. And then they'd be yeah. like, you're fired. We're getting someone else. <laughs> I would. We would be fired so fast. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> What's your favorite fictional assassin or who is your favorite fictional assassin? I mean, the only one that comes to mind for me is from a movie and it's played by Bruce Willis and it's from the movie Lucky Number Slevin. Love that movie. Lucky Number Slevin is with Josh Harnett, which is the original reason at the time that I watched it. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) I went to go see it with a friend simply because he was in it knowing nothing about the movie at all, did not care. I was like, Josh Harnett's in it, going to see it. That's also why we saw Black Hawk Down in theaters when I we know. were young. <laughs> and I didn't love that movie, but I did like him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, in there, the assassin is Bruce Willis. He's this like silent assassin. He's awesome. And if you've never seen it, I don't want to ruin it for you, but it's really cool. But basically, there's this horse race gone bad where it's like a plain dad in like the 60s or 70s. And he bets on what he thinks is a sure thing. And then they try to make an example of him and kill him and his family. But Bruce Willis was hired to... to kill his kid because nobody wanted that job and he doesn't do it. Instead, he raises him kind of like a son and um, plots his revenge with him. And it's pretty awesome. Interesting. Uh, So I think he's my favorite because he couldn't kill a kid and then he helps him get revenge. And I kind of like that story. You know, I like my revenge stories. Yeah, that's cute. I like that. Um, For me, I would have to say 
from the book Graceling. I think her name is Katza or Katia. I think it's Katza, but she is basically an assassin for the king because she has these powers that, I mean, I don't want to give a lot away, but basically she can kill people. And so he uses her as an assassin and the book is about how she really comes to terms with her powers and learns what they really are. It's not just about killing and things like that. And I really liked her character a lot. It's a, a book and a character that stuck with me over the years. And so I'll say her also because I don't really know many other fictional assassins. Yeah. After this book, I don't think I'm really jumping in ready gung ho to go read more books about assassins. Yeah. Not, I mean, not my thing. I would. I just haven't. Mm. So I don't know. <laughs> but you won't. Because you haven't. Because you haven't, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Let's just say that you're having a moment where you just did something horrible, Alex. I don't, I don't know. Why did you do that? Um, how would you evade an assassin? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't, th- I don't think I'd be able to, honestly, for a few reasons. One, I feel like you need to do everything in cash. And, like, who carries cash on them anymore, right? Like, who has cash? That's number one. What does money have to do with it? Because they'd be able to track me every time I use my fucking debit uh, card. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. See, I'm dead already. They'd be yeah. They didn't even be, think of that. They'd just be following the transactions. <laughs> that that there's that. Number two, I wouldn't be able to just like leave my family, so I wouldn't know what like where to go or what to do, and never talk to them again. So that would be I, I'd be like, mm, can't do it. And number three is I just don't think. I could outrun them if it ever came to a situation like that. And I guess what I would do is maybe wear a bulletproof vest 24-7 and just hope for the best. Okay. (laughs) Hope for the best from the vest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. What about you? No, I wouldn't even try. I would just give myself up. Give yourself up. I'd just come out and be like, "Uh, uh, you got me. Um, I would try to hide in Frank style and see if that works. Um, try to hide my whole family. I don't know, but I, I think I would just be like, Hey, you know, don't touch them. Just take me. Yeah. Maybe you know? just let them take you and then just annoy them enough that they just let you go, you know, like <laughs> just thing. Yeah. Just, yeah. They have TikToks on this too, where it's like, they just let them go. Yeah. It's so oh, funny. Wow. It's, it's funny. I don't know. I seen the TikTok um, with the guy that's behind you in the car and the girl's like, all right, this is how you get out of the guy trying to get you. The whole time the guy is around her neck and she's telling you what to do and she's doing all this and stuff. And she's trying to put she puts her um, her car seat back really fast. You seen that one? So there's somebody. Oh, okay. So I've seen videos about that to get out of it. She puts her car seat back really fast and then she exits the car. Uh, But I seen somebody stitch that. And the person that stitched it was putting the car seat back. But it was, you know, the motion one, the act, the one you have to press the button. It went went so slow. And the guy's just like, what's happening? And there's no way he's getting out. And I was like, that's more accurate because nobody has the other car. That is more accurate. Not many people have old cars anymore. If you do, they'll hold on to it. Because yeah. apparently that's how you're getting out of that situation, yeah. not with a new modern car. Yeah. So good luck. To be clear, the videos I saw were not being serious. It was like, oh, me if I got kidnapped and they're just like annoying the crap out of the kidnappers by like talking about books or something like that. And then they just kick them out. And it's just really funny. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Well, anyway, we're not evading the assassin. So hopefully we don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> But for fun, we don't have to do this question, but um, here's a Doug suggest a question. Uh, so I'm telling him before, I'm like, you have any, you know, good questions or any good games or something we could play for a book about assassins? And he's like, huh. 
He's like, why don't you just assassinate each other's character? Direct quote, just make fun of each other. <laughs> just roast was, the shit out of I each other. I was like, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I, don't, I was like, I don't know if you realize this, uh, but my family, we're sensitive. We're not going to do that. <laughs> why aren't you guys talking? Because she said I have eggplant ears. <laughs> Seriously, we would joke around and Alex later on, after we're done recording, would be like, do you really think I have eggplant ears? <laughs> I'd be like, no, man. I never, you know, I was joking. So I would just, gonna- just text you and be like, that. wait, are you really mad at me, though? <laughs> we've we've done that. We've done that. Yeah. Hey, this was a great episode. Yeah, it was fun. And then we send like six TikToks and then out of nowhere, are you mad at me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Rob makes fun of me all the time because every once in a while I'll say that to him, too. If he's like tired and his energy is a little off, I'll be like, oh, are you mad at me? He's like, why would I be mad at you? I'm like, no reason. I just want to know if you are. And he's just like, no. <laughs> like, why would I be? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just making sure. <laughs> yeah. Womenish. I don't know. <laughs> Anxiety. Well, anxiety. Uh, <laughs> sad. Let's let's hop into our rapid fire. If you weren't with us last season, we'd put two minutes on the clock and we pick a category and then we just shout out whatever we can for that two minutes we come up with it on the fly and those of you who have been here before you know this so today's category is things to shout at an assassin appropriately i'm gonna <laughs> throw two minutes at the clock and things will get weird because that's mm-hmm. what it does so you ready freddie i don't know <laughs> things to shout at an assassin <laughs> uh, i don't really know all right whatever let's try yeah, let's it. Do it yeah <laughs> five Four, three, two, one, and go. Hey, you want a coffee? (laughs) Hey, don't touch there. Are you sure you're aiming correctly? (laughs) This is actually more like things not to say to an assassin, really. (laughs) Things to shout shout at an assassin to get them to be distracted. Uh, (laughs) You're going to use my own scarf? My own scarf. (laughs) Scarf to... to, to to strangle me <laughs> yeah bitch, what do you expect you have garlic breath <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't get blood on my new dress um hey what's your family like what was your upbringing yeah <laughs> i should just say who hurt you <laughs> hey before you kill me can i take your mask off and see your face <laughs> did you get that shirt at forever 21 <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Uh, how about things things you shout at an assassin? How about um You don't hey, really want to do this. Can we dance first? <laughs> I don't really want you don't want to do this, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Think about it. Think think about it. Please. I have dogs at home. <laughs> <laughs> uh I just want you to know that I have no shelf control. <laughs> just so you know, I read a lot of books about fighting. So you're going to be in for a bit of a test of your skills. Hey, can you got, can you just come back in like 10 years? I have like 537 books on my TBR. <laughs> I'd like to make a dent in that. So can you just like, you know, come back? <laughs> How about we just fake my death and then I'll go and read and then I'll come back in a year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I'll bargain with you. How about instead I will write a book and I'll make you the main character. <laughs> You can be an assassin. <laughs> Time's up. Okay. <laughs> uh, I love how we're like bargaining with with the assassin and we're talking to the assassin, but we're not shouting at the assassin. I know. I know. It's true. So. I don't know what I would shout at an assassin. I feel like the whole assassin thing requires a lot of whispering. <laughs> <laughs> we 
because you're scared. You're not, what are you going to be doing? <laughs> First of all, you're going to probably have tape or his hand over your mouth. You're not going to be able to scream anything or shout anything at him anyway. Yeah, that's true. You know, unless he's the lazy assassin. Honestly, if he's a good enough assassin, he's not going to be close enough for you to even have a conversation with him. You know what I mean? He's going to yeah, be on a ba- coming. Yeah, he's going to be on a balcony three miles away with a whatever type of gun and like a magnifying glass or whatever they use. And you'll never even know what happened. Yeah. Harvey Lee ass bowl. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's out there looking for us. Harvey Lee ass bowl. That's <laughs> You know, Harvey the tit. Um, he's coming for you. He's coming for you. Yeah. Harvey the tit. That's that's the character in your book. The assassin, the assassin tit. The assassin tit. That's the name of the book. Coming out in spring. All right. Oh, my All God. Right. You ready for the word of the day, lady? I'm ready. Give us that word of the day. Oh, so the word of the day is vitriolic. Vitriolic. Ick. It's an adjective. <laughs> I don't know why I had to say it's so dramatic. Uh, but it means acidic, literally, but also in tone, harsh and caustic. So, for example, McCarthy's vitriolic attacks on organizations with no actual communist ties went largely unchallenged in the Senate. Let me tell you, Franny the Pucks really likes her her communist and like political statements, I feel like sometimes, doesn't she? Her examples? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes when she, she actually she, gives an example. Oh, no, that's the trivia that she always that, gives an example. Yeah, no, it's the trivia that she goes off the rails with sometimes. Well, did she go off the rail this time? I, I don't know. Do you want me to get to the trivia? Or do you Let's want to find out? Oh, I thought I mean, we were going to do examples. I had an example oh, all right. for vitriolic. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Arabin had a vitriolic attack against Sam, or at least he hired someone. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Also, uh, Selena, I couldn't think of her name for a second, so I literally blocked this book out of my mind. No. (laughs) Uh, Selena is quite vitriolic against her enemies. Mm, Yes, she is. All that right. she be. That she be. She be. Everybody <laughs> in this book be vitriolic. All right. <laughs> so here's some trivia about the word vitriolic. In the Rutherford Reports, Civility and Political Discourse, there is the comment, when political disagreements spark vitriolic rhetoric, the result is deeper divisions that lessen the probability of compromise and cooperation, which are also essential to our democratic process. Most vitriolic speeches have the intent to divide or degrade rather than seek resolution. Hmm. Hmm. Also was, very interesting because she once again went into politics it was, there. It was political again. Yeah. Right after I mentioned that, which is interesting. That was pretty interesting trivia, though, that yeah. she didn't go off the rails this time. It no, wasn't she about didn't. The, it wasn't about the Muppets for some reason. <laughs> That's right. Sometimes it's about the Muppets or the, once it was about the Simpsons. I was like, this is not trivia. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, there you have it. Use it in a sentence today. Vitriolic. All right. Well, and we are also bringing back our speech series for anybody that was with us last season. You know, we like to enhance our speech as well as yours. And we get this from Tommy the Healers, the well-spoken thesaurus, just so you know for moving forward. This week, what we're going to say is we exchanged pleasantries instead of saying we said hello. So, for example... We said hello to our friends across the street. Instead, you can say, we exchanged pleasantries with our friends across the street. And you just Uh sound so much more something. You sound something. (laughs) Edumacated. 
<laughs> yeah. He sounds a little bit like a dick, you know, like if you're t- <laughs> if you're talking to somebody and they're like, oh, no, we didn't say hello. We exchanged pleasantries. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you meet Frank at a party. I love how I always throw Frank or some random in there. But you meet Frank at a party and it's like, hey, did you meet Frank? We said hello. Or did you meet Frank? We exchanged pleasantries. Yeah. I'd be like, I never want to talk to that person. Like, yeah. No, 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 no. It sounds it sounds very proper. It sounds much nicer. And it is true. You did exchange pleasantries unless you were saying hello and you didn't want to say hello and you were just like, hey, right. leave we me alone. <laughs> we, we do not recommend you go out there and replace hello with pleasantries. Instead of saying, hello, my name is, you can't be like, pleasantries, my name is. Please don't do that. I'm going to start That is that. not socially acceptable. I'm going to do that to the next person I meet, which honestly, I don't meet a lot of people. <laughs> so. Somebody's like, hello, Alex. And you'll be like, pleasantries. <laughs> pleasantries. I'll start using that on my neighbors when they see me. They'll be like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'll be like, pleasantries. I'm doing delightful. And they'll be like, they'll be like, we don't want to talk to her anymore. And I'll be like, that was my plan all along. Thank you. All right. Hilarious. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll we'll also bring back reviews because, you know, we like to. I actually really look forward to our reviews of the books that we do each week. Yeah. So uh, if you've been here before, you know, but if you're new, we take uh, our favorite one star review that we found and then we take our favorite five star review that we each found and we share them with you. So let's start with the one stars for this book, which as a reminder is Assassin's Blade by Sarah J. Moss. Alex, what was your one star review? Okay, this person said rating it one star because I randomly remembered that SJM killed Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Pretty random. Um, obviously, yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. He did die. But then why quote you're gonna give the whole book one star because Sam died? That's a little harsh. It's a bit harsh. But not as harsh as my one star, okay? <laughs> I'm not really sure what this I'm gonna read it exactly as this person wrote it, but it says, fuck you OU Katya and fuck the author. <laughs> And then me and Alex thought it would be fun to see because it got six likes and the, one of the likes was Katya. Yeah. <laughs> thought I would just mention that. Friend wars on Goodreads. Basically, Katya was like, I'll never recommend a book to you again, bitch. <laughs> yeah, really? So I like the little feud happening there. There's things happening behind the scenes. It had a backstory. Feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, much more fun read than the book itself. Yeah, Sadly. it's true. All right. How about your five star? Uh, my five star is so dramatic. It says <laughs> so dramatic. My name is Sarah J. Moss broke my heart and I will not stop weeping. <laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> how dramatic can you get? It's super dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mine is not as dramatic, but <laughs> it actually, I think, helps us a little bit. So this person said, I'm just going to say this right now. I wish I would have read this right after Throne of Glass. I wish I wouldn't have waited till I was four books in to pick this up. This book would have changed the way I viewed the series. And I mean that in the best way. These stories changed the way I see Selena, answered both little and big questions I had, and ultimately decided whose quote unquote team I'm on. So this person would suggest reading it apparently after the first book. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, like we said, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out when I pick up the series. Um, Next year, probably for you. If Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Right now, I told you that uh, Moss is skating on thin ice for me from the two books that I read. So we'll see. I've decided I am going to try to finish Throne of Glass before I start 
my reread of Crescent City. So wish me luck because it's okay. going to be my whole month is going to be Sarah J. Moss, basically. Nice. Mm. All right. Well, not mine. Not we'll I. See, we'll see how I do. Uh, I might just be like, nah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Meh. <laughs> you're looking for a ransom all right so that brings us to our back flaps if you don't already know we like to give our own little review in a sentence for the book and we call it our back flaps like the little sentences critics. or critics that you see on the back of books when you pick up a physical copy so jess take it away the assassin's blade can shove it in the assassin's ass <laughs> jess and alex the Assassin's Sleep, Part 6. The Assassin and the Snoring Reader. <laughs> That's an Alice. That was me. That was me. I was literally the snoring reader. The snoring reader. The Assassin's Blade. Meh. <laughs> Alex. But did we need it? Just an Alex. <laughs> and lastly, skip it. And keep living your life and things will be perfectly fine. <laughs> Jess and Alex. Super accurate, honestly. Seriously. Oh. <laughs> you know, I mean, even if you're going to read the series, you don't need to read this book, I feel like. But OK, I didn't yeah. even read the series yet. So who am I to say that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But we are going to introduce right now a new mini segment called Where My Pros At. Take it away, song. Where, Where my, my pros at? at? From the front to back. Well, is you reading that? Put a bookmark up. Can you reread that? Trying to take my book. See, I don't need that. So don't, so don't play, play your shelf. I got pros. I got pros. In different genre codes. Genre codes. There's some pros in this house. There's some pros in this house. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this new little mini segment we're going to include from time to time is called where my pros at. Uh, and I'm hoping you would like, you liked our little jingle there. Uh, but this is basically going to be any line in the book that stood out to us. So Alex, was there any line in this book, any little piece of prose that stood out to you? Yes. So the quote that I have is she was fire. She was darkness. She was dust and blood and shadow. Mm, I like that. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's well written. I'm feeling it. It's very descriptive and I really I'm I'm there for it. Okay. <laughs> Mine is similar. It's this girl wasn't like wildfire. She was wildfire. Deadly and uncontrollable and slightly out of her wits. I like, I like that. that too. And it definitely sums up Selena. I think yeah. it's the perfect description. <laughs> Yeah, and I like the whole idea of she was wildfire. It really makes you picture it in your mind, and I, mm -hmm. I like that. So, yeah, yay, yay, Sarah J. Moss, good prose. However, <laughs> however, we did not love the fact that she used the word heartbeat so many times. Yeah, everything was within a heartbeat, a heartbeat away. Oh, it's mm -hmm. in a heartbeat. This you is know. an SJM staple. She will choose one word per series that she uses over and over again, or phrase. And you'll never see the end of it. And it will annoy you every time. Mm. I think, wasn't it in uh, Court of yes. Thorns and Roses? It was like also a heartbeat and also, I think, spider webs or something. Something about spider webbing. You said that there was a lot of spider crawling, like a, oh, yes. a chill down your spider spine. crawl down my spine. Yes. Yeah. All right. So in Akamath, it's like a phantom wind. 
everything's floating on a phantom wind. It's like, all right, we get it. We got it. Come up with something new. <laughs> Need some new pros in this house. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, there you have it. Our little mini segment. Yep. Where my pros at? All right. So that brings us to our game for this week, which we're going to be doing a story time with a twist. So we each are going to have to come up with a story about a blind assassin because Jess went into the series blind. So, (laughs) (laughs) and we'll each have to come up with five words that the other one has to use in their story. Mm. And during their story, the other person can choose to assassinate one of their characters at any given moment as a further challenge. So who wants to go first? (laughs) Not I, no. <laughs> I don't know, your choice. You can go first. Oh, <laughs> evil, evil. All right. Oh, man, I was a heartbeat away. Okay. <laughs> All right, Alex, what's my five keywords that I must use for my blind assassin story? Okay. Pumpkin. <laughs> okay. Yes. Next. Fluffy. Okay. Next. Dick. Okay. <laughs> Which is what you're being. And (laughs) spider walked. (laughs) Or spider crawled. Sorry. No, you said walked already. Fine. Fine. Spider walked. And And lastly, lastly, mirror. Okay. (laughs) These are your words. Give me a moment to think here. All right. Here's my story going in, coming in hot. So there's this story um, about this blind assassin. He's really, really good at what he does. Uh, His name is Frederick. Um, He's also an entertainer on the side, but people don't know that he's also an assassin when he's not performing. He's a singer in Mm -hmm. an alehouse. Wow. All right. And he has a beautiful voice like an angel, Frederick. He has dreams of not being an assassin. He has dreams of having a family one day uh, with a beautiful house and, you know, a pumpkin garden, you know, and just like... (laughs) A really beautiful house and, and a bedroom with a nice big mirror that he can look at his dick. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, at this time, you know, he just doesn't have the funds to make that reality. You know, so he is his his leader of the assassin's name is uh, Fonzitskel. And Fonzitskel gives him his next <laughs> gives him his next, you know, hit and tells him that he has to kill uh, somebody named Mr. Fluffy Pants. Uh, and he's like, well, where do I find this Mr. Fluffy Pants? And he's like, actually, you know, he's a cat. And he's like, oh, shit. You know, I don't do cats. OK, I only kill people. I don't kill animals. You know, that's and where he draws like, well, the line. That's where he draws the line. And he's like, well, Mr. Fluffy Pants isn't your usual cat. You know, he's a cool cat. All right. And he's like, whatever. So he goes, he's, you know, snuffs. He's, he checks out the scene. He looks through the windows he sees this cat dressed in a suit. He has a tie, he has a top hat. He looks like a perfect gentleman. Okay. It sounds adorable. I know. I want, I want that cat. I know. So he's like, man, I can't do this, you know? So he's he's messing around with the idea. You know, the everything's spider walking down his spine. He's sitting there trying to spider walk in his mind if he's going to do it or not. He's trying to play it out. He doesn't understand. But if he does this last job, then he can actually maybe make his dreams a reality and marry the alehouse uh, wench that serves the, the beer, you know, and her name is Schnitzel. Um, apparently this is in Germany and she really is cool. You know, she's a cool girl. 
Nitzel um, just got assassinated. Oh my god! Now he <laughs> he finds out that that Mr. Floppy Pants did it. You know. And he's like, I can't believe it. You know, I was going to give that cat. I know I was going to give that cat a chance. Um, but he walks right into the room whilst Mr. Fluffy Pants is sleeping. And he's like, oh, man, you know, he's got the pillow and he's about to do it. And he's like, oh, I feel bad. But, you know, I took out my lady friend that I really loved there and ruined it for me. I'm not going to be able to have that life now. He just can't find him because he's blind. You know, it's, he can't <laughs> find him. How's he doing that? I forgot he was supposed to be blind. <laughs> You know, when he was looking through the window the whole time, you know, he was picturing it with his mind, don't forget, because he's blind. He was also <laughs> looking in the mirror at no, his but dick. This is, he's dreaming it was a about dream. this, Alex. That's right. he's, okay. he's dreaming about this, All his right. life. You're right. I'm sorry. All right. Um, and then, you know, that's the story just ends. You don't know if he, he takes out Mr. Fluffy Pants or he doesn't. Okay. It's a cliffhanger. I hate that. Well, but I also love it and I want the sequel. Exactly. And that's why you might get a part two about, you know, maybe Frederick um, goes on singing and is a family man. Maybe Fluffy Pants becomes his family pet. Who knows? He would accept Mr. Fluffy Pants, the slayer of his beloved wench, as his family pet. Maybe it wasn't a twist. Plot twist. Maybe it wasn't (laughs) Mr. Fluffy Pants, but the owner of Mr. Fluffy Pants that did it. Oh, yeah, there you go. Interesting. All right. Okay. And this this story is called uh, Frederick the Entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And the, okay. And, and the tale of Mr. Fluffy Pants. <laughs> and you know you'd go see it and you'd read the book I immediately. I would definitely I read would. that book. I would. I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. How now- dare you kill Schnitzel? I can't believe you did that. I'm sorry, but I'm so proud of you because I was going to say that Mr. Fluffy Pants killed Schnitzel, but I wasn't. I didn't know if we were allowed to say that. I didn't know if it was had. It, it was just a random assassination. Could be anybody. Could be anybody at any any time. You did well. All Mr. right. Fluffy Pants had some Schnitzel with noodle. Ooh. All right. I'm done. No, no, you're not done because that's one of my favorite movies that you just uh, alluded to there. <laughs> Because that is from one of my favorite things, which is one of my favorite movies, which yeah. is Sound of Music. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Give me my words. Okay. Hmm. I got to think about this for a second. Okay. Trumpet. Okay. Uh, I'm like at a loss for words right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm still thinking about how you murdered Schnitzel, I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. I'm not Schnitzel. over it. Not over her death. So sorry. Just filled her up. All right. <laughs> Trumpet, uh, tit. <laughs> Frog. Okay. Bearded dragon. Okay. And garden gnome. Okay. All right. So this story is about a blind assassin named Mitchell and like I said, he's blind, so he does have a seeing eye bearded dragon that goes with him everywhere and helps him on his missions to assassinate people. So he and his bearded dragon, known as Sally, she's a female bearded dragon. Don't be sexist. You know you thought it was going to be a man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was going to be a bearded dragon. <laughs> it's okay. All right. So they're... They're going, they've received their mission from the assassin Lord and they have to go and assassinate a man named 
Henry, and they need to find him. First, they need to find him. And they search everywhere in this little town that they're in. It's like a mini city. And they can't, nobody knows who the hell Henry is. They can't find him anywhere. Finally, some old lady named Gertrude tells him, I know Henry. If you want to find Henry, follow the frogs. And Mm. so he's like, oh, Mitchell thinks to himself, first of all, that's perfect because my bearded dragon loves frogs. The number two, what the fuck? What does that mean? So he's walking through the city. He's like, I don't know. We got to find the frogs. So Uh, all of a sudden. All of a sudden he gets shot. Mitchell's dead. My protagonist is dead. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, he's dead. So now Sally, the bearded dragon, has vowed revenge for the assassination (laughs) of her assassin friend, Mitchell. And she's like, this is I have a feeling that this has Henry written all over it. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. So she goes the first place she goes is to the garden gnome. So that's what they call her. She's not really a gnome, but they call her that because she kind of looks like one. You know how they look? That's how she looks. So so he goes to this garden gnome. That's her name. Nobody knows what her real name is. Anyway, he's like, my best friend Mitchell has been assassinated. And I was told to follow the frogs because I have a feeling that this Henry is behind it. I think he knew we were coming for him. That's why he's hiding out. And so she tells him. Just look for the marsh. You'll find the frogs. So he goes, he searches, he finds the marsh. He's like, yes, I'm sorry, Sally, the bearded dragon's a girl. Sally is like, yes, <laughs> I did it. I did it to myself. Um, <laughs> so he goes to the marsh. He finds the frogs. There's literally thousands of frogs at this marsh, like just thousands. And she's like, A, this is great because lunchtime. B, this is great because I'll find Henry. So she starts going. She sees Henry. She's like, yes. He's just sitting in the marsh, okay, with the frogs. He's weird. He's just playing with the frogs. They're his friends. They're his family. And she's like, all right, I'm going to get this guy. So she pulls out her tongue, you know, the the bearded dragon tongue. The <laughs> and. <laughs> okay. And she's gearing up. She's gearing up to hit him. And some fucking guy with a trumpet starts playing at that exact moment and she misses she misses henry she ends up hitting him in his man tit and she (laughs) and she gets so pissed off and henry now knows what's up and so he starts running sally's running after him on her little beard dragon legs she's like oh i wish i had better legs for this and (laughs) eventually she actually decides i'm gonna stop i'm gonna set up a trap she sets up a trap for him with his frogs she holds some of them captive puts them in a little cage and she's like oh henry i have your frogs and he comes to save them and just as he's about to let the frogs loose she gets him with her tongue and she kills him and she has officially avenged mitchell and she ends up letting some of the frogs free she does eat, end up eating some of them. I don't know if bearded dragons eat frogs, but I'm going to assume that they do. And this story is called The Adventures of Sally, the Bearded Dragon Assassin. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I would call this book. The Bearded Tit. Beware the frogs. Look out for the bearded dragon tongue. The bearded tit, you said. <laughs> i can't believe you killed off my protagonist bitch i don't know i I mean i i had to throw a monkey wrench in there right and it says to make it more challenging so we'll make it more challenging than that but you know what though 
uh, Mitchell, he he had he was blind, man. So I feel like you know Sally he had a better shot. to die. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Don't I didn't say that. <laughs> no, I mean, look, he had he a couldn't. seeing eye bearded dragon. Wait, look, he couldn't. All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, the reason why is because you know he was uh, whatever. All right, I I get it. I, I get he it. Took it, he, it a, he took you, it to a level it didn't, you didn't need to be. You didn't have any faith in him. I get it. You didn't. You didn't think Mitchell could do it, so you killed him and let Sally take over. I had I him in it. my. I had him in my sights. Yeah, yes, you <laughs> did. You did. <laughs> well, that was fun. That was fun. I yeah. like the the keywords makes it more fun. Yeah, I love that we were supposed to include theatrical readings of a short dialogue from the book, and we did not do that. I forgot about that. So I'm did not I. Gonna lie. Okay. So you know what? No. And you know why we probably <laughs> forgot? Because we didn't want to reread anything from this book. <laughs> probably. Probably. We'll we'll say probably. that was it. <laughs> so we'll we'll just we'll just save that short dialogue part for another day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it would probably be like heartbeat, 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 heartbeat anyway. <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> very, very, very bitter about this book. But yeah. I, I enjoyed your story. It was fun. Thank it was you. fun. I like how Sally actually spoke and people understood the bearded dragon's words. So it was definitely fantasy esque. It was a fantasy, mm-hmm. uh, a fantasy thriller. Maybe we'll call it. Okay. I don't know what what genre would you call it. I don't know. Definitely I, I, fantasy. I don't know about. A, I guess it was a thriller. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say a fantasy thriller. <clears throat> you know, well, I mean, all my shit always ends up being fantasy. Gertrude the Garden Gnome was really something. I love her. She was my favorite yeah. character. <laughs> I couldn't kill her off. She sounded too cute. I know. But um, the whole Henry's man tit really got me. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> right in the man tit. Oh, my God. I don't, do bearded dragons even kill with their tongues? Oh, I thought you were going to say, do bearded dragons even have a tit? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think bearded dragons. Yes, they definitely, you were like with their infamous tongue. I don't know. <laughs> I, guess, I'm sure, I assume that all lizards do. I'm, I assume all, I mean, like, you know beings have tongues of some sort no that i didn't ask if they have a tongue i, I said do they kill with their tongue <laughs> i don't know i don't know what they do i don't know i don't know what but their skill keep, is i keep <laughs> a very special i knew you were gonna say that i don't know what you want if you are looking for a ransom i can tell you i don't have money but what i do have are a very particular set of skills Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Good luck. No, but now I'm thinking about the movie Tangled and when the little chameleon yes. puts his tongue in, in uh, Ryder's ear and wakes him up. Yeah, it's cute. All right. Well, there you have it. Season two, first party episode. All right. Let's go to uh, to, to Douglas. <laughs> All right. We had a good conversation. <laughs> and now a healthy chug of Doug. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm back. I know, I know you've been waiting a long time for me to come back, and I I understand. You are excited. There were some questions. Would I be willing to do my whatever, my minute, two minutes, whatever it is? And, uh, you know, they wanted to know, am I coming back? I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. 
I'm not fucking leaving. Stay tuned for the next Manly Minute, where you can get tips about sports, working out, reading, gaming, and other fun topics. Just a reminder to stay after the episode for some bloopers and bonus content. Join us again this Tuesday, January 16th, when we review TJ Klune's House in the Cerulean Sea. And then again next Thursday, January 18th, for another party episode. If you missed our last episode this week where we reviewed Sarah J. Moss's Assassin's Blade, go check it out. But then you also missed the announcement that we started a new book club. Yay! Yay. It's called No Shelf Control. And our slogan is, you better, better check, check yourself. yourself before you wreck your shelf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Books take my shelf. Books take my shelf control. You've got me living. Only for the plots before the chapter ends. The story is told. We have, we have no, no shelf. shelf. We, we have, have no, no shelf, shelf control. control. No. no. Shelf, shelf control. control. No. Shelf control. No. 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 Shelf control. Ground control to shelf control. Our first book this month will be The Frozen River by Ariel Lawhon. That's L-A-W-H-O-N. So we will have a live chat on our socials and a mini pod summary to be announced soon, both taking place later this month. So keep an ear out for that. Read along with us and then join us for that. And as always, all books that we review will be listed on our link in bio or by visiting linktr.ee backslash books with cooks. We do make a small commission from any purchase you make using that link. So thank you to all who support us. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you to all of our listeners. We really appreciate each and every one of you. We're going to be releasing new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. So be sure to check out our socials for updates and also some bonus content. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and other platforms. Click on the link in our bio for access to all of our socials, our website, and other links. If no one told you today, you're important and valued. You belong here. You're doing great. And we believe in you. Now let's turn the page and put a fork in it because we're done with this one. that trying to take my book see i don't need that so don't, so don't play, play yourself <laughs> i went to go say self where my pros, my pros at? at from the front, from the front to, front back. to back well is you reading, reading that? that 
Put a put bookmark, a bookmark up. up. Can you reread that? Right, Trying to take Please my suck. book. See, I don't need that. Where my pro pro's at? at? I said proge. No. <laughs> books take, books my, take shelf. my shelf. Books take, books take my, my shelf. shelf control. control. You got, got me living in for the, the plot. That's a sad. Books take my shelf. Books take my shelf control. You got, you got me living only for, for the plot. Before the chapter, chapter ends, the story is told. We have, we have no shelf. shelf. We have no self control. No shelf, shelf control. No shelf control. No, 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 shelf control. Listening to my mommy and Annie. 